You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Catholic Schools Today, a special edition of Catholic Chicago, and Father Greg Sakowitz, the Rector of Holy Name Cathedral, WNDZ, 750 AM, our phone number, 312-255-8408, the time is exactly 8.01, on this Monday morning, the day after Mother's Day yesterday, horrible weather, just horrible, but I know it's a whole different world right now with the coronavirus, and there are many drive-bys for visiting with mom or grandma. So uh, we need to keep praying. I keep telling people, choose peace over panic, faith over fear, wisdom over worry. God is with us. But these are tough days, there's no question. And uh, there'll be a new beginning from this. So a special program today, Catholic Schools Today, we have co-host, back by popular demand once a month, Dr. Jim Rigg, superintendent of Catholic Schools the Archdiocese of Chicago. Good morning, Jim. How are you today? I am good, Father. I hope you're doing well. Uh, yes, uh, back perhaps by popular demand, but definitely uh, back by social distancing here. So obviously calling in this morning versus being in studio so that we don't expose our germs to one another. Right, Father? It's, it's amazing, uh, Jim. We did the program together in the studio that second Monday in March. Right. Which would have right. been uh, March see, 14th, March 9th. And then that weekend, and the whole stay-at-home started. So we, we just yep. finished our ninth weekend without Mass at the cathedral. And, uh, of course, many Masses live-streamed, including from the cathedral with Cardinal Supich, also on ABC TV. But the ninth weekend, about two months now. And, uh, Jim, how are you holding up in all this? I think I'm doing okay. So uh, my family and I have uh, been together for most of the last few weeks. I've, I've had a chance to get into the office a little bit, and uh, maybe about three weeks ago, lectured for a recorded uh, Mass. We've been doing weekly Masses uh, for Catholic schools every Wednesday at 10 a.m., and I had a chance to lecture the first one. And uh, so I went into the Quigley Center and participated in uh, the Mass and received Communion. Uh, it was the first time I'd had a chance to do that for several weeks, and it was uh, incredibly moving for me. Uh, I know that we all miss the ability to participate directly in the sacraments. So as you said uh, at the beginning, you know, we have to have hope that this too will pass. Exactly. Uh, and that we have to rely on each other and pray for each other, and hopefully we will get through this. Now say more, Jim, about the Mass, because I actually uh, tape the Mass tomorrow for Wednesday mm-hmm. for Catholic schools. So it started, what, about three or four weeks ago? Yeah, it was, I think yeah, three or four weeks ago, we decided to have a weekly Mass uh, for Catholic school students, families, and employees. You know, many of our local parishes are taping Masses as well, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't want to assume that those Masses are available and viewable for every one of our families. And we thought it might be a nice sign of support and unity to have uh, one Mass um, for Catholic school students, families, and employees once a week. And so we've been taping it uh, every uh, Wednesday, or broadcasting it every Wednesday at 10 a.m., 
Uh, we've had different celebrants and different uh, lectors. So I was the first lector. Uh, since then, we've had uh, Catholic school principals, high school and elementary school principals. And then we've had an array of uh, bishops and priests who are very school-focused in their ministry, uh, such as you, Father Greg. And so uh, really, you know, I've had a chance to tune in every week and really find it to be an inspiring part of my work to be able to participate in that particular Mass. And I know those Masses, not only on Wednesday for Catholic schools and their uh, parents and uh, children and the employees, the archdiocese, but also we do it Monday through Friday. And I know it a, gets a lot of views, yep. a lot of uh, viewers, and I'm very honored tomorrow to uh, tape the Mass for Wednesday for Catholic schools because I so believe in Catholic education starting my own life going back to Mary Seat of Wisdom 100 years ago. Yep. Notre Dame College 150. Prep. 150. <laughs> and yep. Notre Dame College <laughs> Prep class of 71. And so I so believe in the education uh, for the Archdiocese of Chicago and beyond. And so it's so very important. So it's a great idea. So what else is happening with the Archdiocese for Catholic schools? I know there's so much, even though there's stay-at-home, you are working. Yep. In fact, probably in some ways, you are working harder than ever because everything is magnified, because in some ways we are creating the wheel. There's no playbook. There's, these are all uncharted waters as we, as we move forward. Yes, yeah, so we continue to work, as you said, harder than ever. Uh, we believe passionately that our students need to continue learning in spite of the circumstances. And so since the, uh, the, the school buildings of the Archdiocese shut down there on the, the 16th of March, our educators have worked incredibly hard to continue to deliver a high-quality education through e-learning and alternative learning. And as I said last month, I've been just so impressed by the dedication and the passion and the hard work of our educators who have really stepped up to work you know, extra hours, extra hard, to make sure that their students continue to learn. Nothing can uh, replace you know, the direct uh, mm-hmm. a teacher and a student in a classroom, but nevertheless, we're very proud of what we've been able to, uh, to provide to our students and families during this time. We're also uh, getting a lot of questions about the fall. Of course, our students and, and families and employees are very eager to return to school, and uh, we, we don't know what uh, life is going to look like come August. Uh, at this point, we are assuming and planning as if our schools will reopen. Mm-hmm. That certainly is our hope and our intention, uh, but we will continue to monitor developments and talk with you know, health officials and epidemiologists and others uh, to determine you know, if and when our, it is safe for our students to return to school. Uh, but we really intend and plan and hope that that will happen come the fall. You know, it's very interesting, uh, Jim, that uh, remember the very first stay-at-home was until April 7th. As right. we neared April 7th, it became April 30th. As we neared April yep. 30th, it became the end of May. So I'm hoping and praying yep. by the end of May, which is about th- still three weeks away, we figure that uh, Memorial Day weekend is a week from this weekend because uh, it's early this year. But you, I think you'll find this very fascinating uh and Brian Hockey, Hitman Brock, was uh, we heard for that too. Is we had a wonderful guest on a week from a week ago today, Doctor Edward Gordon, very active mm-hmm. in the cathedral, along with his wife Elaine. He's a historian. He spent a lot of his life researching pandemics historically, and so he said, if this were a baseball game, this whole coronavirus, we are right now in the second inning. Oh, don't tell me that, Father. Yeah, yeah. I said, I said, I, <laughs> I said, thought this was the seventh inning stretch fact, here, Father. In fact, that's <laughs> exactly what I said to Edward. I said, Edward, you mean this is the sixth or seventh inning? He said, Greg, I hate to tell you, we are in the second inning. And I said, Edward, what are you talking about? And he said, well, if you go back to the pandemic of the Spanish flu, that was, was 100 years ago, a different world. But he said, it hit 
in the spring of 18. It eased up a lot in the summer of 18, but came back with a roaring vengeance in the fall and winter of 18 into 19. He said this one could, may not, may not automatically, but it could follow the same pattern. But he says his big fear is people coming back too soon. You see things yeah. are opening up. On the other hand, you and I both know that people want to get back to church, want to get back to Eucharist. Yep. And the economy, every week that we are restaurants closed and other businesses closed, we're going deeper and deeper into depression in terms of the economy. So it's a double-edged sword. But it's just amazing how this has taken over our lives. Even, you know, people yesterday for Mother's Day and normally going to see their moms or families getting together, they're doing drive-bys and waving. Yep, yep. You know, and so it, uh, but it, you raise a great question about the fall for education, and you're still trying to get through this academic year that ends sometime in June. Yep. Well, we just have to continue to pray and, and uh, pray that the Holy Spirit guides us all through this and that God offers us uh, this continuing protection. Uh, we're following God's plan, not our own, and uh, we have to plan, uh, but we also have to pray for the Holy Spirit. To, to guide us. And I think what's very interesting yep. is that... Um, you know, you're working harder. I am. Many people are. We pray for those who are at home, who are struggling economically, who have lost okay. their job, you know, looking for the next, you know, for food on the table and to pay rent. So these are very hard times, but you're going to stay with us here. We're listening. We're having today Catholic Schools Today, a special edition of uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sacklis with Dr. Jim Rigg. The time is 810 on this Monday morning in Chicago. Stay with us, and again, do not touch that dial. home-delivered meals to seniors, evening-to-go meals for the homeless, financial assistance, counseling, and other services. These are all programs Catholic Charities has been providing for years to people in Cook and Lake Counties. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, we have worked to keep all of these programs going, never turning anyone away. The needs are urgent and they will grow, but we want you to know that we will be here, as we always have been, with food, housing, financial assistance, and ongoing support. Thank you to the many, many donors and partners helping us serve those most in need. We couldn't do it without you. Would you consider joining us too at this historic time? Go to catholiccharities.net to donate and to learn more about our volunteer opportunities. Thank you on behalf of all those we have the privilege to serve. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here. A census is about to take place in the United States. It only occurs every 10 years, and it's extremely important that we all participate. Hello, I am Cardinal Blaise Supich, here to tell you that I recently signed a proclamation of support for this nationwide initiative. I signed the proclamation because I know how critical 
the census is to our future. The census numbers determine political representation and the allocation of billions of dollars of federal, state, and local funds. Underserved neighborhoods especially need accurate counts so they can receive their fair share of improvements in infrastructure and services. Please respond to the 2020 census questionnaires. This is for citizens and non-citizens alike. All information is totally confidential and will not be shared with other government agencies. We all benefit from an accurate census count. Thank you for participating and may God bless you and your families. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago with today's special edition of Catholic Schools Today on WNDZ. 7.50 a.m., our phone number 312-255-8408. The time is 8.13 on this Monday morning in Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz along with Dr. Jim Rigg. And Dr. Jim Rigg, take it away with our first couple of guests. I'm happy to. Uh, we have a great show ahead of us. And as uh, we were talking, Father Greg, in the first segment, uh, in spite of everything happening with the coronavirus, our Catholic educators are working harder than ever, and there continue to be great things happening in our schools. And so I'm delighted to uh, introduce our first segment here, which I think wonderfully displays uh, the great things happening in our schools. Uh, we have with us the principal of St. Matthias, Katie Carden, along with the assistant principal and IBPYP coordinator, Nicole Pochowski. And they are here because St. Matthias has received the prestigious distinction from the International Baccalaureate Organization as an IB World School for the Primary Years Program, or PYP. And this follows the school's 2014 designation as an IB Middle School Program for grades 6 through 8. St. Matthias is the first uh, elementary school in the Archdiocese of Chicago to earn a wall-to-wall -wall IB designation for pre-K through 8th grade. And, Father, if you don't know about IB, uh, it's very, very difficult to attain that distinction. It's very prestigious and really reflects the rigor of the education found at St. Matthias. And so, uh, Katie Carden, Principal, Nicole Polchowski, uh, Assistant Principal, are you there with us this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning Katie. Nicole, how are you today? Great. How about yourself, Father Greg? Doing, I, I tell you, it's interesting. Many people have said to me, I'm doing, not really say, I say, how are you doing? They say, doing okay. I think fine. <laughs> doing fine. I'm doing fine. It's okay today, which was fine three months ago. You know, yeah. we're all, yeah. all got to keep a great attitude and, uh, you know, God is with us. But as I was saying mm -hmm. to a Dr. Jim Rigg off the air, this, you know, this is worrying on everybody. There's no yeah. question in so many different ways. But uh, congratulations, Katie Nicole. That's very prestigious. I know very little about computers mm -hmm. and the world of IB and all that stuff, but it sounds awfully good. And it, uh, Thank you. Well, a, uh, Katie, why don't you uh, talk us through it? Tell us a little bit about IB how that differs sure. from a sort of typical approach in education and sort of what this latest distinction means. Sure. So as Dr. Rigg mentioned, you know, this has been a long time coming. St. Matthias started in 2011, really looking at some declining enrollment as local public schools began to offer junior high programs and academic centers 
for seventh and eighth graders. And the fear of administration at the time, who was Dr. Sandria Morton, who works for Loyola University now, I think her fear was, you know, if we start to lose these kids to public school, we're not going to get them back in our Catholic school system. And she had also heard from a plethora of parents that wanted to stay in the Catholic school system, but also wanted that rigor of that type of an IB education. So she set out in 2011 to really start to switch, shift the focus from, at the time, teaching was very much directed by a teacher standing in front of the class, giving information, students memorizing that information, to becoming much more inquiry-based. So in 2011, they really started that shift um, to get teachers on board, and it took about four or five years before they finally then became certified as an MYP or authorized as an MYP school. Um, and then kind of the same concerns grew about how do we make this consistent across our school and how do we feed our younger children into that same program of inquiry-based learning um, and sort of taking the teacher from the focus of the class, the children kind of being the ones questioning and, and sort of driving the bus. And I'm going to let Nicole talk briefly. She's our assistant principal, but also our PYP coordinator. So she's going to explain about the six um, transdisciplinary units that cut through um, preschool through fifth grade. Yes, good morning. Um, there are six transdisciplinary themes throughout each year of our children's schooling, and those same six, six themes uh, are revisited every year, but with a different, different conceptual focus. So students are learning about how we share the planet with others. Students learn who we are, how we express ourselves, how the world works, and where we are in place and time. And all of those transdisciplinary themes help our students really connect year to year as to how they can ground their education and their philosophies of who they are as students and global-minded citizens every year until they graduate from St. Matthias because those same themes are revisited in the junior high program as well. Now, both Katie and Nicole, I would have a question that is, uh, the both of you sound incredibly young. So you were raised in the world of computer. Now, the fact that I'd be a bit older, try 67, I'm the old, you know, blackboard, chalk, you know, notepad, pen, paper uh, type of situation. So when you're dealing with a faculty, was making the transition to this difficult? I, I'm, not, I'm just guessing here. I'm assuming for the younger faculty, it's an easier transition versus the elderly of the faculty who are the great veterans. But did, did some find it easier versus some find it harder? I think that being on the younger side, thank you very much. for. And I'm on the older side. And if you could see my hair right now, because I can't, <laughs> I can't get it colored, you would see I'm not too far from you, Father Greg. <laughs> um, You're very... you know, we, we have a variety of teachers that are veteran teachers that have been with us for 33 years, all the way down to brand new teachers who have been with us for just a year. And the shift is really one that takes time. Um, it's not about you know, learning how to be a teacher again. It's just learning how to put things in the hands of our students instead of taking the control ourselves. And really, it's aligning the curriculum along with the standards and the benchmarks of the archdiocese to be able to make sure that we are not only teaching the standards that we're required to teach, but allowing students to investigate things that they're curious about, things that they are passionate about, and want to know within the con context of those trans transdisciplinary themes. So it, it has been a learning process for all of our teachers, whether they're veteran or brand new, and the training that we are required to provide for our teachers 
um, through the IB program is something that connects all of our teachers together. We're all in the same boat learning new things and attaching them to the things that we already know. If I can just, oh, I'm sorry. If I can just add where I where we really connect to our Catholic faith and our, our Catholic school system is the learner profile traits that are infused and embedded into the program. You know, we teach kids, you know, to be caring, to be inquirers, to be knowledgeable, thinkers, communicators, principled, open-minded, caring, risk-takers, balanced, reflective. Reflection is a huge part of the IB, so Mm -hmm. kids are constantly reflecting on what they've learned, but there's a heavy emphasis on international-mindedness, and we have such great diversity here at St. Matthias of everything, really, from ability to socioeconomic status to race to religion, and it's really great to see, like, I, I call it a little slice of heaven on the north side of Chicago, because to see so many people from varying backgrounds um, working together, you know, under this umbrella of IB is really a beautiful thing. Well, and I know you are you are making the announcement uh, right now that you are uh, fully implementing uh, IB throughout uh, your building. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how your families have reacted to this. Are they uh, celebrating? Are they embracing this new uh, new approach in the younger grades? Our families are. You know, this has been a long time coming. We had a rigorous evaluation process um, at the beginning of the year. Nicole has done a marvelous job of all the paperwork and, you know, crossing T's and dotting I's and working with teachers to make sure all their units have been completed and reflections have been done. And it's just been a long process, but we had an evaluation in the fall. We were hoping an announcement would be made by February, but then our world kind of took a turn here and, and things started to go on hold until everybody could figure out how to work remotely. So we had really planned a huge celebration, you know, with our with our families when this announcement was going to come out. But like everything else, we had to do it remotely. So Friday, Friday, we did a Facebook live stream with our parents and our students, and we offered a little contest if we could get 100 viewers and 100 mm-hmm. likes throughout the weekend on this Facebook live stream that we were going to give them a day off of e-learning. So they were very excited. That's we very had good a lot of that. people log on for that, and they are very excited. You know, parents had to take part. The Office of Catholic Schools had to take part in the, the interview process at the end. So I think just to know that they, you know, we're kind of bound by some standards, right? The International Baccalaureate has a very strict accreditation process and really regular monitoring. So it kind of ensures that in addition to this strict process that we go through to be a great school through the Archdiocese of Chicago Office of Catholic Schools, we have this other layer that we have to meet Mm -hmm. expectations for as well. And it ensures that all of our teachers are trained in sort of that same philosophy and that same framework of delivering um, education. You know, I have six children of my own, and sometimes we'd have, like, this really great teacher one year, and the next year we'd have a teacher that was, like, you know, taught a different way and was maybe just so-so or average. But I feel like here we've got that commonality that all of our teachers are trained in that same framework and that same inquiry-based And then which, is, which means it threads through year to year, so... Uh... On that note, Dr. Jim Rigg, take us to break. Yes, we will uh, go to a break, but we've got far more to discuss here with Katie Carden and Nicole Pacholsky from St. Matthias School. We're going to continue to discuss their brand-new, exciting, expanded International Baccalaureate program. We'll be back in just two minutes. Do not go away.
Throughout this pandemic, Catholic Charities continues to develop the most effective ways possible to respond to the needs of our clients and communities. In the past month, our call center has received 250 calls a day for emergency services. More than 450 seniors are being visited by home care aides who help them with housekeeping, groceries, and personal care. Mental health services are being provided to more than 600 people via phone and video. Our friendly, knowledgeable staff is working nonstop, so we are always ready for whoever might reach out to us next. If we can be of assistance to you, email us at gethelpatcatholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7700. That's gethelpatcatholiccharities.net. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about how the COVID-19 epidemic is affecting just about every aspect of life in America, including how we worship. We'll talk about attending Mass online and how the church continues to reach out to help those in need. We'll also bring you stories about using modern technology to teach fire safety to our children and when losing your hair can be a good thing for others. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable Channel 25 and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network Channel 100. Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. It's today's special edition of Catholic Schools Today. Our phone number 312-255-8408. I'm Father Greg Sakowitz along with Dr. Jim Rigg. And the time is 826. And Dr. Jim Rigg, take it over. Happy to. So uh, before the break, we were talking with uh, Katie Carden, Principal of St. Matthias, and Nicole Pachulski, Assistant Principal at St. Matthias, uh, discussing this wonderful announcement about uh, expanding the IV program to the primary years. Uh, St. Matthias has had a middle years uh, international baccalaureate program for a few years now. Uh, I've had the great pleasure of visiting St. Matthias several times, and it is just such an impressive school and such a warm and close community. Uh, And uh, I'd love to ask a a, a related question. So I know uh, one of the things that St. Matthias is really known for uh, is its inclusion program. Uh, The school has really worked hard to be able to serve students of a variety of uh, backgrounds, both um, racially, uh, but also in terms of um, learning styles and special needs. And so there are several students at St. Matthias who have defined special needs that the school is serving quite successfully. Uh, Katie, I would love to hear a bit more about your approach to inclusion at St. Matthias School and why that's important to you. Sure. Well, first of all, I think it's important to say that one of our main beliefs is that we believe that all children are entitled to a seat at the table here in a Catholic school, and we do our best to make sure that we're teaching um, as best as we can to meet everybody's needs. We have children with varying learning disabilities, different um, cognitive delays. We have had a student here with Down syndrome before. We have multiple children that are on the autism spectrum, and our teachers really are just 
skilled at making, um, you know, making accommodations to help those kids be successful. We do have a director of inclusive services who works very well with our teachers to make sure that our teachers have the support that they need. We do have some title um, teachers that are here in our building giving kids extra support as well. Um, but I think the IB really lends itself to kids with varying learning disabilities because it is so hands-on and they're not just reading from a book and memorizing things. So if that's an area of deficit for them, they would struggle. But because it is so hands-on, projects and final assessments can really be altered to show the skills that they've learned through that as well. But I believe so strongly I'm the mother of a child with a disability, and I, I think my life's work has always been that these children deserve a seat at the table. You know, um, Jesus didn't just say, let the children come to me or let the perfect children come to me. Mm-hmm. He said, let all the children come to me. And I think that really guides us here um, as a staff at St. Matthias. To now, very along, along those lines, uh, Nicole is the assistant principal and the PYP coordinator. The fact that St. Matthias is the only school in the Archdiocese, grammar school, that has been awarded this uh, dis- a prestigious distinction, what made it so difficult to attain to get to this level? So, Father Greg, this has been many years of coming. Uh, not only do our teachers have to be Category 1 trained through the International Baccalaureate Program, we also really had to look at each grade level and look at the curriculum that we were teaching and making sure that we weren't repeating the same topics year after year. You know, just because one teacher really likes to teach about butterflies doesn't mean that we can teach about it every single year until you get to fifth grade. So looking at that curriculum and then really diving deep into the themes to make sure that all of the concepts that we are teaching our students are overarching and not just topical. That way our students can make connections among themselves and across the school years that they've been here at St. Matthias, as well as reaching out to the world around them and being part of the world, not just their little corner of Lincoln Square right here. So that has really been um, the the difficult work is making sure that we are looking at our curriculum from one end of our three-year-olds all the way up until our 10 and 11-year-olds. That's very, very interesting. So it's like a continuing thread and to be moving to, it's also a matter of the faculty working well together so great communication would be needed. Absolutely. Um, Not only are our students learning hands-on, our teachers are diving right in and they are creating units from the ground up. You know, IB doesn't come with a book or a script. And it certainly isn't how we want our students to become um, critical thinkers by handing them the information. Our teachers have really had to go and dig into what it is that our students are supposed to be learning and giving that to our students in a way that they can meet the needs of all of their students as well as the desires and the, the curiosities of all of our students. It's wonderful. So now that you've uh, received this important distinction, I know it's been months, if not years, in the making. I mean, what? What's next? Where do you go for now? Are you are you all talking about the future? We just want to keep getting better and better at what we do every year, and I think that's what you know IB lends itself to. We we can just keep getting better, right? We perfect those units. It's not like those units are written and now they stay on a hard drive in a computer somewhere or in a file folder, and we just teach them every year. They continually get better, and I think that that's the teachers know at St. Matthias, but if you're a St. Matthias teacher, we are moving, and you just keep moving along with us as well as, you know, we'll look at the archdiocese standards, make sure that all of those are embedded into the things that we teach, and we know those change as well. We know we're going to have some new religion standards coming up, and we're excited about those. So how are we infusing all of those things? You know, maybe at some point, you know, we'll apply for the blue ribbon. I know that 
you know, that's that's another um, sort of accolade for a school. But right now, our um, our mission is just this IB education, and we were successful at stopping enrollment loss, and we're really proud to say that our Catholic school is growing. We're building enrollment when some um, enrollments are declining. Um, so if we can share our knowledge with any other school, Nicole and I would love to take somebody under our wings and, you know, help them with some of the learning that we've learned during this experience. I find it very, very interesting that uh, you're trying to reach out to other schools to give them what you have learned in the process. And also, I'm sure in the learning process going back all the way to 2011, there's been many roadblocks and glitches along the way. It wasn't a smooth sailing ocean the whole way, but the ups and downs, you want to be able to share that with others to help them to get to have what you have for them to have, too. Absolutely. You know, we were really fortunate. In September, we took one of our professional development days to Wauwatosa Catholic, a Catholic ID school in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, and that was the nearest Catholic school we found to us. And it was important for us to connect our teachers with other Catholic educators. So we went to Wisconsin to do that, but we'd love to be able to do that here in Illinois and even in the Archdiocese of Chicago so that we could have people collaborate well, together. Well, I, uh, I would be remiss if I did not remind everyone that this uh, we are still enrolling students for the upcoming school year in spite of everything. And we have a very active website that includes a locator map where you can just type in your zip code, your address, and learn about Catholic schools that are around you. Uh, St. Matthias is a wonderful option. Uh, maybe, Katie, if you could tell us what is the website of St. Matthias along with a phone number in case we have listeners that might be interested in joining the school. Sure. org is our website, and our phone number is area code 773 784 0999. That number once again, Katie? 773-784-0999. And I'd like Dr. Jim Riggs say goodbye to both of you. You've been tremendous guests, very articulate. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of enthusiasm in your voice, so uh, you really are very excited about this program. We We definitely are. We are very proud of our teachers and our students, and we can't think of a better way to celebrate it than by coming on your show and being able to talk about all the good things happening at St. Matthias School. Well, God bless both us. of you and stay healthy. Thank you stay very safe. much. You as well, Father. Yes. Thank you and congratulations to both of you. We are, are going to go into a break now. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to a delightful young woman who is the valedictorian of one of our great Catholic high schools. So you will not want to miss that. Uh, I have met her. She's wonderful, uh, just a wonderful example of uh, Catholic education. So don't go away. We'll be right back after a break. It's a word that inspires individuals and groups of people to achieve important goals. And in recent weeks, teamwork has been essential to our food and nutrition services at Catholic Charities. Careful allocation of food supplies has allowed all nine of our food pantries to serve twice the number of guests they usually see. 
A detailed coordination of staff and resources has ensured that our WIC centers remain open for families with children under five years old. Despite social distancing, our volunteers and restaurant partners have continued to make to-go meals possible for the hungry and the homeless who come to 721 North LaSalle and our suburban locations. And our creative employees have worked with food vendors and neighbors to make sure homebound seniors and the disabled still have meals delivered to them. Our team members recognize how serious food insecurity can be. Please join us in our mission. Visit www.catholiccharities.net. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago with today's special edition of Catholic Schools Today on WNDZ, 750 AM, our phone number 312-255-8408, Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, and co-host, Dr. Jim Rigg, superintendent of Catholic Schools for the Diocese of Chicago. We have a tremendous second half of the program lined up again, 312-255-8408, and Jim, take it away. Happy to do so, Father Greg. Uh, so, uh, as we were talking about earlier in the show, uh, unfortunately, our school buildings have been uh, shut down now since mid-March uh, because of the coronavirus, and uh, will continue to be closed through the rest of the academic year. And our educators have been working just incredibly hard to continue a high-quality uh, Catholic education through e-learning and alternative learning. But unfortunately, the closure of our school buildings has had um, a particularly hard effect on our seniors, those uh, students who are graduating from our Catholic high schools. And each of our high schools has planned an array of special events and recognitions uh, for our graduating seniors. Uh, I'm so delighted that we have an outstanding young woman uh, who is one of our graduating seniors on the phone with us this morning. Uh, I had a chance to meet her in person at her school uh, last uh, spring uh, during a special event. Uh, her name is Rosa Mendoza, and she is a graduating senior at St. Francis de Sales High School on the southeast side. Uh, Rosa is the recipient of the prestigious National Honor Society Scholarship and is also the class valedictorian. Uh, she's been, uh, in addition to working hard in the classroom, she's been a member of the school choir, she's been an altar server, and an elected officer on the student council. She's the captain of the girls' varsity soccer team and varsity volleyball team. So we're delighted to welcome uh, to the show this morning uh, Miss Rosa Mendoza. 
along with John Kamek, who is the principal of St. Francis de Sales High School, and Mary Kay Rodriguez, who is the director of community relations. So, Rosa, John, Mary Kay, are you with us? Yes. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. Rosa, when do you find time to study with all those extra activities, which are incredibly terrific? And uh, that's amazing, you know, the fact that you are the National Honor Society scholarship recipient, class valedictorian, all these other things. What an outstanding young lady you are, Rosa. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of hard balancing everything because I'm also very active in my church and the youth group. Which church but, is that, by the way? Um, St. Francis de Sales. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's terrific. Yeah, and sometimes, um, you know, it's like three hours of sleep, sometimes all-nighters. But, I mean, at the end of the day, everything's worth it. I'll tell you, my, my all-nighter days are long over. And, my, yeah. and you remember those days well, Jim know, crammed uh, me for Rosa, the exam? You're a, you're a humble person, but let me ask Mr. Kamek, your principal. Mr. Kamek, tell us a little bit about Rosa and, and why she's accomplished so much. <clears throat> well, Dr. Rigg, I, I think Rosa's academic accomplishments can stand on their own. Uh, she's done just a tremendous job with us since trans- transferring in as a sophomore. But I think what speaks even more highly and accurately to Rosa is the depth of her character. She mentioned that she's very involved uh, in, in her parish. She's been very involved in the liturgical life here at school. And as impressive as her academic accomplishments are, uh, her integrity, I think, is what I'm going to remember the most about her and how she uplifted our our student body and even had the courage and leadership enough to challenge some of her peers uh, if they weren't uh, coming along as they should uh, from time to time, which is uh, takes a tremendous amount of courage for a high school senior to take uh, to take this kind of steps. She really represents the best of what we hope for at DeSales. That is just outstanding, and that uh, those are very high applause coming from your uh, principal, Rosa. And that uh, now. Rose, in all that you do in trying to balance everything out, because it's one thing to be, to do well academically, but that's just whole, the whole part of the spectrum. You're a young woman of deep faith, uh, integrity, compassion, caring. You reach out, thinking of others. And uh, is this who you are? Would you put this route to going back to home to your mom and dad in your upbringing? Oh, would, would I what? Would you, in terms of who you are today, there's always many factors that go into it, which means family, church, school, community. Um, but I presume you come from a family that you were given tremendous basics about loving, caring, forgiveness, and reaching out to others, challenging others. Yes, 100%. Um, my parents have always raised me Catholic, and um, they always told me that um, to be the change that I want to see in the world, and which is why I want to be a doctor because um, mm. I want to help out people. And my father has always told me that no matter if someone's rude to you or gives you hate or anything, um, be the person that you would want someone to be to you if something was going on in your life, because we never know what's going on in anyone's life. So my parents have always taught me to be humble and treat everyone how I would be, how I would want to be treated. It was like when you talk about, you know, be the change in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's so critically important. But again, beside rooted in a tremendous family, I know the fact that St. Francis de Sales High School has a tremendous reputation. So speak for a moment about 
what you have learned from the high school beyond the academics? Um, I learned that I can reach out to my teachers and staff for help outside of academics. And, and if I ever need anything, um, extra tutoring or any extra websites or anything like that, everyone is willing to help me. Um, I've been taught that with sports specifically to always stay united and as a team it's better to be united than to try to be the best like on your own and I feel like that taught me to be humble to work with others and Mm -hmm. yeah to work hard. Well and uh, Rosa you mentioned that you want to be a doctor which I find uh, incredibly profound given what we're going through with the coronavirus. Uh, Just tell us a little bit about your specific plan so if you select um, well, I want to be specifically a gynecologist. Um, okay. I want to go into biochemistry. I want to major in biochemistry at um, the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, which I will be going to in fall, hopefully. <laughs> um, but, um, yes. That's tremendous. And it, uh, now along those lines, uh, Mary Kay Rodriguez, you are the Director of Community Relations. So specifically, your role in reaching out to the community um, is that sometimes been very challenging for you? You know, it has, um, but certainly with a uh, good news, happy news story like this, this is easy. This is, this is the, the, the part where we do not want to hide this under a, a basket, and, and this is a, the light that we want to shine um, out to our community for sure, because Rosa is that kind of student that continues to make us proud. It renews our energy, especially during this difficult time as educators, and um, it just proves that our mission is still going strong, it's thriving, and um, this is those stories that, you know, we we love to um, get out into our community, for sure. There's no question, Rosa, you are a faculty and administration delight for <laughs> your school. Any school would love to have you. And uh, I just know that you know, maybe for either John or Mary Kay, with this whole stay-at-home, it does present its challenges. But I'm also learning from Cardinal Supich, there's also you know, new beginnings here, and this is not a waste of time. It's just learning and doing stuff in a different way for right now. Want to respond to that? I think it's a great point. <clears throat> and, you know, I've, like with anything in life, we have, the, we have circumstances that are in front of us, and we can be crushed by them or we can accept them as they are and try to grow from them. And I, w- I would say, in particular, as it relates to our staff, we've, come a, we, we've gotten much stronger and have become – much more united even during this time, having to uh, get kind of creative with how we're going to engage with one another, how we're going to engage with students. And it's been really neat for me to hear, uh, we meet every week as a faculty, to hear how teachers start talking about, you know, this was really difficult in the beginning, but it's teaching me new ways that I know I'll be able to engage with my students, you know, when we do return, uh, when we come back, God willing, in August or whenever it is that we're able to able to return I think my, my practice as a teacher is going to be, you know, even better, you know, based on what we've, what we've experienced during this time. 
Uh, and our school continues to drive forward. We continue to drive forward with our mission. We're not wavering from it one ounce, but rather just looking at it uh, in, a, in a different light. We're, we're still serving the young men and women of the east side that we have for 81 years, just in a little bit of a different fashion right now. So when we do come back, we're going to be even stronger, more energized, perhaps even a little bit better than what we were before, and we're going to be ready to go. And there, I mean, there's no question this has been a very, very tough road but something I said at the beginning of the program, I can say it all the time for the people of the cathedral, is in the name of the Lord, choose peace over panic, faith over fear, and wisdom over worry. On that note, Jim, take us to break. Sure. We've got far more to discuss here uh, involving uh, Rosa here from St. Francis de Sales High School. And when we come back, I would love to talk a little bit more about how St. Francis de Sales has uh, supported the senior class, the class of 2020, in a special way. So we'll talk more about that when we come back from a break. Please don't go away. Back in about two minutes. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend. Featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about how the COVID-19 epidemic is affecting just about every aspect of life in America, including how we worship. We'll talk about attending Mass online and how the church continues to reach out to help those in need. We'll also bring you stories about using modern technology to teach fire safety to our children and when losing your hair can be a good thing for others. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Food pantries, home-delivered meals to seniors, evening-to-go meals for the homeless, financial assistance, counseling, and other services. These are all programs Catholic Charities has been providing for years to people in Cook and Lake Counties. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, we have worked to keep all of these programs going, never turning anyone away. The needs are urgent and they will grow, but we want you to know that we will be here, as we always have been, with food, housing, financial assistance, and ongoing support. Thank you to the many, many donors and partners helping us serve those most in need. We couldn't do it without you. Would you consider joining us too at this historic time? Go to catholiccharities.net to donate and to learn more about our volunteer opportunities. Thank you on behalf of all those we have the privilege to serve. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here. back to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., phone number 312-255-8408. With today's special edition of Catholic Schools Today, Father Greg Sackwitz along with Dr. Jim Rigg. And by the way, Jim, do you have the uh, $75 you owe me? 
<laughs> uh, of course not. And uh, I, I, I stay to socially you. distanced so I don't have to pay you back. <laughs> You're a great comeback. Jim, take it away. <laughs> Happy to. So uh, before the break, we were talking with three outstanding representatives of St. Francis de Sales uh, High School on the southeast side, one of the 32 wonderful Catholic high schools, the Archdiocese of Chicago. Uh, specifically, we were talking about Rosa Mendoza, who is the senior and valedictorian, a senior and valedictorian from St. Francis de Sales, uh, along with John Kamek, the principal, and Mary Kay Rodriguez, the director of community relations. Uh, now, John, I know that um, the closure of our school buildings has impacted our senior graduates in a special way. They're not able to directly participate in the normal senior activities, such as graduation, the senior prom, awards, luncheons, and so forth. And I know each of our Catholic high schools is taking a little bit of a different approach of how to support the seniors. Can you talk a little bit about how St. Francis de Sales is supporting the senior class and celebrating their many accomplishments? Yes, so we felt it was important to do a couple of things with this. For starters, albeit in a, in a way that nobody had anticipated, we wanted to be sure that we brought some healthy celebratory closure to the end of, end of the school year in a timely fashion. So for starters, we're having just what we're quickly dubbing a, a graduation by appointment, where following all of the CDC and Archdiocesan guidelines, students can come with their parents and pick up their cap and gown, their diploma, and be pronounced as graduated to have that experience that both student and mom and dad have been waiting for for 18 years, give or take, and to put the cap and gown on and have the diploma uh, in their hand. And then we have scheduled a formal ceremony for Wednesday, August 12th here at the high school. Uh, the regular graduation ceremony, should we be at that time permitted to do so? And uh, I actually was writing about that this morning in a weekly newsletter that goes out. And, uh, boy, if we're able to be together, then what a tremendous celebration uh, that would be to be able to recognize this class. Who I heard an interesting uh, tidbit on the radio a couple of weeks ago that a majority of our seniors were born uh, probably on the heels of 9-11. So they were born into conflict, and now they're graduating from high school in conflict. That's very so interesting because that was 9-11-2001. That's right. Never thought about that. Yeah, so what a tremendous accomplishment it'll be for them to gather with their classmates and then graduate from high school and go down to the next phase of life to which uh, the good Lord has called them. We're really, really hoping that we can come together uh, in August and recognize this, this group that has just meant so much to our school. Now, Rose, a lot of times I talk to many of the adults from Holy Name Cathedral in the community education world, but here you are, a high school senior, and here you are the last two months at home learning. How has your own personal life as an 18-year-old been affected by COVID-19? Um, well, it's scary because my parents are older, and, you know, it's scary for them, scary for our family. Um, but I think, you, I, don't, I don't know. And we've been praying every day at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. I feel like God is my only source of, like, motivation and, like, to keep pushing. It is going to be hard to take the placement exam for my university because everything I just learned in these past two months online is kind of a blur. 
but um, I think just keep pushing. But on another level in Rosa, for example, this would be normally a Monday morning. You would have been in school, coming off a weekend of you know visiting with friends. <clears throat> so how has your world changed in terms of, I'm sure you do a lot of uh, Skyping with your friends or on the phone, you know, on the, on the uh, cell phone, but your whole world has changed in terms of how you interact with others with the stay-at-home situation. Yes. Um, I feel like I, I still have my planner, so I organize which assignments I have to do and make sure I get them done by the time they do. Um, we have we try to have um, a lot of family time, so we'll try to pick like a game like Uno or like um, um, other, other games, and we'll play them for an hour or two, or we'll sit down and watch a movie. And I feel like having the family time makes up for the friends and fam like friends that I don't have right now because of quarantine. But um, going to the store is like going to a fashion show or something because you just want to <laughs> go out and look presentable because you have nowhere else to go. <laughs> I never quite heard it put that way in terms of a going shopping as a fashion show. I like that. It's a good image. <laughs> You have a question there, Jim? Well, uh, if I if I may, I'll just put Mary Kay on the spot a little bit. Um, as we did with St. Matthias, I just want to remind everybody that uh, families are, are still looking for educational options for the coming year. St. Francis de Sales is a wonderful school there on the southeast side. And Mary Kay, maybe if you could tell us if a family is interested in potentially enrolling at St. Francis de Sales, uh, is there a website and a phone number that they could call? Oh, yes. Oh, for sure. We are um, definitely accepting applications, um, and we are going to be doing them virtually. So you can find all of that information on our website, and that is sfdshs.org. One more time for that, Mary Kay. That's www.sfdshs.org. And then our phone number is... 773-731-7272. That number once again. Is 773-731-7272. And can I give my email address? One quick time. Go ahead. Okay. M-R-A-M-I-R-E-Z at sfdshs.org. Want to thank you very much. M. Ramirez. M. Ramirez. I want to thank in a very special way John Kimmick, the principal of St. Francis de Sales High School, Mary Kay Rodriguez, director of community relations, and congratulations to Rosa Mendoza, the senior and valedictorian from St. Francis de Sales High School. Thank you all of you for being wonderful guests today. Special thanks to co-host Dr. Jim Rigg. Jim, hang tough. You're doing a great job. And to our uh, producer today, Jasmine Kiddos, for doing such a great job today and great work of our engineer, Brian Hockey Hitman Brock. To all, God bless. Stay safe. Have a wonderful week. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.